0: Welcome everyone to Your Vet Wants You To Know. I'm Dr. Brittany Lancelotti and our household this time of year has been filled with questions about reindeer. So I thought it would be a good time to re-release the holiday episode all about reindeer for our little listeners out there. We've got a lot of great new content coming your way when we return after the holidays, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. For those of you who are veterinary professionals, some exciting events coming your way. I'll be speaking live at VMX in Orlando on Saturday, January 14th, and Sunday, January 15th, as well as Western Veterinary Conference in Las Vegas on Monday, February 20th, and Tuesday, February 21st. So if you listen to the show and you want to stop by and say hi, I would love to see some friendly faces in the audience during those continuing education talks. And for those veterinary professionals who are looking for more resources in their clinical practice, stay tuned for an exciting announcement coming in just a few weeks from VetHive. Happy holidays and enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to a special holiday episode of Your Vet Wants You to Know. I'm Dr. Brittany Lancelotti and I have a very special guest with me. You know, my daughter has been thinking a lot about reindeer this time of year. I wanted to bring in a veterinarian from a very special animal hospital who has almost as much knowledge about reindeer as Santa has toys in his sleigh. While this show is typically designed to answer some of the common pet owner questions that we veterinarians get on a day-to-day basis, today's episode is simply designed to be fun for the whole family. For you kids out there listening who maybe want some more information on different types of animals, I had a wonderful fish veterinarian come on and talk about how to care for pet fish. And we'll be having an episode all about guinea pigs coming up too. So ask your parents to hit the subscribe button on the podcast so you don't miss any of our future episodes. For the grown-up pet owners out there, if you've got yourself an itchy dog or cat, make sure you check out our allergy series at the beginning of the podcast for your comprehensive guide to figuring out this frustrating disease with your vet. If you have other questions you'd like us to answer, please feel free to reach out. Our email address is info at yourvetwantsyoutoknow.com. And you can also find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at your vet wants you to know. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Do you have any questions for the reindeer vet? How do magic reindeer fly? everyone for joining me today i have a very special episode for all of the families out there typically on the show we talk about how to take care of your pets and different health topics related to dogs and cats and sometimes we have special species too but today's episode is not necessarily for taking care of your own animals but learning more about some special animals that we talk about more around the holiday season I have with me Dr. Josh Link, who works at North Pole Veterinary Hospital, and he is going to be answering some questions that have come from our audience regarding reindeer. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Link.
1: Hi, it's great to be here.
0: So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you wind up at the North Pole? (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm a general practitioner, veterinarian, and I grew up in eastern Pennsylvania, very close to some dairy farms and worked a lot with large animal on the East Coast. Um, And then when I was applying to vet school, there was a new program that was starting here in Alaska, actually specifically here in Fairbanks, that was a combined program between University of Alaska, Fairbanks and Colorado State University. And just on a blind whim, I applied and by some stroke of luck, I got into the uh, program and having only been west of the Mississippi a handful of times in my life, uh, packed up and moved to Alaska to go to veterinary school. When I was in veterinary school, I got the really unique chance to work with a couple different Arctic species and a lot of sled dogs. And then after I graduated, decided to come back to Alaska to practice veterinary medicine.
0: Now, did you ever think growing up that you would live in Alaska?
1: Oh, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I never in my wildest dreams uh, could have pinned that down. And it's a great lifestyle. It's a great place to live. I'm, I feel really fortunate to be here.
0: Do you want to tell our listeners what you were doing uh, earlier today before we recorded the episode?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a beautiful day here in interior Alaska. It's, uh, it's just about 10 above zero. Last week, I think the high one of the days was like 35 below. So we're enjoying a nice little heat wave here. Um, <laughs> and I have a very small uh, sled dog team. And I mostly ski with them and then I ride along and it's like behind them. So they need a lot of exercise. They need a lot of training. So we were out earlier today while the sun was still shining.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to be able to do that one day.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of dog poop, uh, but there's lots of pets, <laughs> lots, of, lots of tail wags. And I think they have more fun than I do with it.
0: I bet. They seem like they would really enjoy that outdoor activity and running around and working as a team together. But we're going to talk more today about a different species. And I would love to hear what your background is with reindeer and how you got to be so knowledgeable about these particular animals.
1: I was really lucky when I was a veterinary student. The University of Alaska maintains actually two separate herds at the time, of uh, reindeer, one that was used for livestock management and another that was used for physiology and anatomy. And I was fortunate enough to work with a herd of uh, roughly 40 to 50 reindeer and a small herd of caribou that were in the range from 10 to 15. That research facility also housed uh, some really neat Arctic animals called muskox. I got a chance to not only work with some incredible veterinarians that work there, but also some of the top intellectual researchers in the field that have done a lot of the reindeer research and muskox research in the United States and internationally. So I got to get to know and meet a lot of really cool people that were really knowledgeable about these animals. And then on a daily basis, got to work with them. And a big portion of my job was developing animal handling techniques with them and getting them kind of used to people working with them and touching them and, and making it a positive experience. So I did that for two years, and then after I graduated from veterinary school and I came back here, there's a pretty substantial number of people up here that have reindeer, both as pets, uh, pack animals, and as livestock. And you never know what kind of call you'll get during the day, but our general practice on occasion has been known to go out and see quite a few reindeer.
0: That's really cool. You know, when I was in vet school, we had our zoo animal rotations. And I remember spending time at the zoo and hearing the zoo veterinarians talk about zebras and how their behavior and temperament isn't really as friendly as you would expect a zebra to be. What about reindeer? Are they, you know, personable? Do they want to come over and interact with you?
1: Yeah, reindeer, actually, they do. And in the United States, we distinguish between reindeer and caribou. In Europe and on an international basis, it's a little less subtle. They mostly refer to them as just as caribou, but reindeer are kind of a domesticated form of actual wild caribou. And it was really interesting, this facility, we would have reindeer and caribou actually housed together in in the same pen. And the caribou would be very standoffish, pretty wild and feral and stand away, uh, where the reindeer would come... Directly up to you, and they would actually, even though they're very similar, uh, they would actually segregate in the same pen. They would interact at times, but they would each have their own social groups. It was kind of neat.
0: Interesting. So that's actually one of the first questions that I got from some of our audience: is what type of animal are reindeer, and what are some of their special characteristics? You know, you mentioned reindeer versus caribou. Is there something that distinguishes between the two species? You know, what makes a reindeer?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And it it actually takes a pretty trained eye. People that are in the field that work a lot with them can pick them out. But if you stuck two next to each other, you'd have to really look to tell the difference. And most of what we see, the difference between the two is caribou are much taller. They're usually thinner and leaner. Their antlers can have a slightly different shape and size to them, depending on where they're from. And reindeer are usually lower to the ground. They're kind of wider, stockier. Uh, And they oftentimes are able to put on more weight because they've kind of been bred as livestock. They don't have to run from predators. They have been bred more to be lower to the ground and more docile too. Behaviorally, we'll see approachability is much easier. A lot of issues we would have with caribou when we would have the calves born, doing a health check on the calves. Caribou mothers are very defensive where uh, (laughs) reindeer mothers are, are much more trusting.
0: Should the expression be more like mama caribou instead of mama bear?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I would not come in between a a caribou or moose calf uh, and its mother. Quite honestly, here in Alaska, that's one of the things we fear more. I'm always fearful of bears, but probably the most dangerous thing here is getting in between a moose calf and a a mom.
0: You know, you mentioned you were in Alaska, you're up at the North Pole Veterinary Clinic. What other parts of the world might reindeer be found in?
1: Yeah, reindeer and caribou were found in the Northern Hemisphere, so very close to the Arctic Circle and Polar North. There are subarctic and Arctic herds, and they've all got their own little subspecies. They can all still breed with each other, but they each have their own regions and their own specific traits. They span all the way from Norway, Sweden, and Finland, Canada, and North America. And actually, Russia has a large population of reindeer and caribou in it as well.
0: Interesting. And I actually have a question that came directly from one of our younger listeners. Um, So hang tight one second. Are reindeer antlers bigger than mooses? What our listener Landon from Ohio was asking is, are reindeer antlers bigger than mooses?
1: That is a great question, and they can be, but in different ways. Depending on the size of moose and the area that they live in, moose develop what's called a palm or a paddle. So their antlers actually grow wide, and they here in Alaska they can be sixty inches and wider. You can imagine these huge things that they're carrying around. Caribou, on the other hand, oftentimes will grow taller, so theirs will grow actually upwards and high. Weight wise, a large bull caribou versus a large bull moose, it can be fairly comparable in weight. Bull caribou antlers can weigh 30 to 40 pounds each. A moose can sometimes weigh more just because they're more of a cupped bull, but a big bull caribou can have some really heavy antlers.
0: That actually brings me to our next question, which is from Maya, who is five years old in Los Angeles. Why do Wendy's. And this feel like So Maya wants to know what do reindeer antlers feel like? Yeah, so
1: their antlers are actually made of bone. And that bone grows in the springtime and through the summer. And during that time it's very sensitive. It has a felt coating that we call velvet. And that velvet has a lot of blood vessels as those bones grow and they grow them in an entire season until the fall where that velvet, they'll actually start to rub and pull off as they get hardened and turned into actual bone from cartilage to bone. So that in the fall, when they're you know moving around, they can both use for defense, but also to assert who's the head honcho. Interestingly enough, Both males and female reindeer actually have antlers and will grow them year round. No other deer species do the females regularly grow antlers at the same time. Male caribou will typically start to shed their antlers, just like deer, right around now, right in December into January, where females will start to shed around the same time, except if they're pregnant. One of the ways we know they're pregnant is if they don't shed their antlers, because they'll actually retain their antlers until right after they give birth. Interestingly enough, some of Santa's reindeer might actually be female in his team.
0: (laughs) That must be some sort of defense mechanism for them as well. If you say that they're very defensive of their babies, maybe that's a way for them to protect themselves while they're pregnant.
1: Yep, absolutely. And they use them amongst themselves, but also we have a lot of dangerous animals up here and it keeps them safe all winter long.
0: What are some other things that reindeer can do to you know, stay healthy and to stay in good shape? What types of things do they need to take care of their bodies?
1: A lot of that actually starts in the early to mid-summer. A lot of these subarctic and arctic species work really hard in the summer to put on as much weight as they can and they get as much nutrients and food and everything is very plentiful because the sun is up all day long. So plants can grow all day. And then the reindeer and caribou can eat and eat and eat. So they actually put on a large amount of weight in the summertime so that when the cold winter comes, they have a nice layer of fat uh, buildup and they can actually go through the entire winter. Interestingly enough, reindeer, or I should say caribou, have the largest migration of any terrestrial mammal of any species. An animal that walks on the ground with four legs, they have the largest migration, so they'll move from one area to another in the winter months, depending on where their actual food is.
0: So they cover a lot of ground. They're looking for a lot of different things to get themselves nice and plump for those cold months. Absolutely. What are some of their favorite foods, would you say?
1: Caribou and reindeer, their favorite food above anything else is actually lichen, and lichen is like a moss, and it grows really low to the ground. And A lot of times, reindeer and caribou will spend a good portion of the winter actually scratching at the ground and the snow to actually uncover it because it's actually still just as nutritious in the wintertime as it is in the summer. It's much harder to get, but that's probably their favorite treat. Since we keep them in smaller pens and they can't graze for hundreds of miles in every direction, a lot of them like hay, just like horses. But we also feed them a grain ration, which is really nutrient rich, which a lot of reindeer in this area are on through the winter months.
0: I had another listener question regarding things that reindeer eat from Charlotte in Los Angeles.
1: I want to know if reindeer get sick eating
0: these kind of berries. So Charlotte wants to know if reindeer get sick if they eat holly berries.
1: I, I, that's a great question. I'm not sure if we have holly berries here in Alaska.
0: So something we don't really have to worry about as far as yeah. whether or not they eat them,
1: okay. Oh no, but actually that brings up a great point. We have a ton of cranberries and blueberries here in Alaska. And reindeer, definitely in the late summer to early fall, are known to eat a lot of those kind of berries on the ground. And that's a big nutrient boost for them too.
0: Excellent. Mackenzie from Pasadena has an important question that I think is kind of on everyone's mind here. Can reindeer fly? Can reindeer fly?
1: That is a great question, Mackenzie. And yes, reindeer can fly. And they take a lot of training and effort to learn to fly. And they just like the sled dogs here, they have to practice a lot.
0: Very cool. Very important skill for those reindeer to learn. Hey, I wanted to ask you what sort of research is being done at the facilities? Yeah. What are some of the the research projects that you guys are working on?
1: Yeah. So historically, a lot of the research done there was done on metabolism and physiology of just keeping them going because they just required so much turnover and so much effort. We actually have a couple steers out at the uh, research facility, bovine steers, that are incredibly hard to take care of. When I worked there, probably 30% of our time was spent on four steers. So a lot of it was based on like, why are these animals able to survive so readily and easily? Uh, The muskox metabolic rate drops to I think it's less than 10% in the winter months. And the reindeer do too. So they actually go through these huge didactic trends from summer to winter on how much they're taking in. Now, one of the studies that they were doing while I was there was actually amongst the males. The male portion of the population, their lifespan's about half that of females. Most of that's attributed to fighting wounds, sparring issues, but also males, when they go into the rut, will completely stop eating, expend huge, exorbitant amounts of energy, and become totally aggressive. A male caribou or a reindeer, while they're in full velvet, you can approach, you can be close to, but once they go into a rut, they're a lethal
0: animal. That's very interesting. I did have one more question, and this one actually comes not from one of the kids that listens, but from my husband. He wanted to know if there are any particular reindeer games that they enjoy playing?
1: Yeah, reindeer actually are very social creatures. Reindeer actually play amongst themselves all the time. And it's always a really exciting time in the springtime because when the calves start to come, everybody gets super excited and they run and play and even the adults will join in. And they are a very social species. They definitely are a herd mentality and they form small social groups within that. But it's always super fun when the calves come around because everyone becomes very jovial. Everybody is running around and having fun.
0: Awesome. I just imagine that being so fun to watch. I think it would just put a huge smile on my face seeing a bunch of reindeer and reindeer calves running around and playing outside. Uh, That just sounds fantastic. What a cool place Alaska is. Dr. Link, do you have any other fun facts or cool stories about reindeer that you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: Yeah. So one of the really cool things that we often hear about Santa's reindeer is the click clack of them on the roof. And that's actually based in fact. Reindeer and caribou have an extra tendon in their toes. And when they walk and you'll hear a click click with each one, each leg actually has a click to it. We're not quite sure why it's there, but Santa's reindeer do click clack. Just like regular caribou and reindeer, too. It's pretty
0: fascinating. So there you have it. Just take a listen as you're lying in bed on December 24th, waiting to see what happens on Christmas morning. You might be able to hear that click clack of Santa's reindeer. Dr. Link, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about reindeer and caribou today. I think this was really fun, and I am so excited to share this episode with all of the little kids out there who might be interested in learning more about reindeer health and exactly what reindeer are, especially my little girl. I'm sure she's going to love hearing all of these cool facts about reindeer.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: And I know you've got some great pictures of reindeer from your time working with them. And so if anyone wants to check out those pictures, you can visit the website www.yourvetwantsyoutoknow.com for the episode page. And you can check out Dr. Link and the reindeer there. If you have more questions, please feel free to follow us on Facebook or Instagram and reach out to us there. We'll have some cool things regarding reindeer to go with the episode today. Dr. Link, thank you so much and happy holidays to you.
1: Happy holidays.
0: For everyone listening, I look forward to your next visit with your vet wants you to know.